Bibles with you this morning. Um, you can turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 27. We're going to read from verse 13 to 19. But before we get there, I just want to lay a small foundation and then, um, then, we're going to, then I'm going to teach the Word of God this morning. So I've been thinking and asking God, um, you know, about what we're facing. And I, I realize that this entire experience can be summed up in one word. And that one word is unexpected. Unexpected. And this morning, I, I want to speak to you uh, about how to handle an unexpected storm. And when 2019 came to an end and we ended into 2020, I, I, really, I don't believe that there was one person that would have expected what happened this year. Man, within the space of two to three weeks, we went from being free to being in lockdown. <laughs> we went, man, we went from what was normal to a situation that is entirely abnormal. And so this entire experience was unexpected. And I find that sometimes in life we come face to face with unexpected difficulties. And in this case, we came face to face with an unexpected storm. And so the question I want to ask this morning is, how do we as believers, how do we handle the unexpected? There's a story in Acts chapter 27 where it details Paul's journey to Rome. And this was Paul's final missionary journey. And although Paul warned the captain and he warned the crew, he said, listen, if we, if we journey now, we're going to experience difficulty. The Bible says that the captain decided to continue sailing towards Italy, towards Rome, because the weather was in their favor. And so I want us to read Acts 27 verse 13 to 19 to, together very quickly. And this is what it says. It says, when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. Now I just want to do a quick interlude over here very quickly. You see, the Bible says that the conditions was completely favorable. It says that there was this gentle south wind blowing. And so they thought, you know, this is the perfect time to set sail. And the Bible says that they went out and they went out to sea. But look at verse 14. It says, but not long after a temperate head wind arose. Uh, so that when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Cloda, we secured the kiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship. And fearing least they should run aground on the sands. They struck sail and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. And on the third day... We threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. Now, there are four things that I want to encourage you with this morning. Four, four thoughts that I believe will help us as we face this unexpected storm. And the first one this morning is to brace up. Tell your neighbors, say, brace up. Brace up. Brace up. It says in verse 17 that when they were hit by the storm, 
that they used cables to undergird the ship or to strengthen the ship or to reinforce the ship. The first thing we need to do when we are hit with a storm is to strengthen ourselves. It is to reinforce ourselves and it is to brace up. How do we brace up as believers? We brace ourselves up with the word of God. What I love about God's word is that it never changes. What I I love about God's word is that when you take time to spend in the word of God, it doesn't even matter how you feel. The psalmist says, some days, man, I come into the presence of God with rejoicing. And I say, praise God for who he is and for all he has done. Some days the, the psalmist says, I come tired and I come weary. Some days the psalmist says, I come thirsty, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land. Uh, so how do we come? It doesn't matter how you come. The important thing is in the season that we brace ourselves up with the word of God. What I found is when we get into the word of God, no matter how we feel, the word of God has got the power to change us. Amen. Amen. The word of God nourishes us. It feeds us according to Psalm 119 verse 25. The word of God strengthened us according to Psalm 119 verse 107. And the word of God encourages us. And it says in Psalm 119 and verse 147, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. Hallelujah. God's word gives hope and God's word encourages. You've heard me say this many times and many times and I want to urge you this morning to spend time in the word of God. To spend time in the presence of God during the season. This is not the time for us as believers to be lazy. This is not the time for us as believers to make excuses. You know, before lockdown, if you said to me, Pastor Ash, I I don't have time to spend with God. Maybe, maybe, just maybe I would have believed you because life was busy. But now during lockdown, man, there is no way. That we can use this excuse and say, there is no time. I don't have time to spend with God. One of the biggest lies that the enemy feeds a believer is there is no time. There is always time for us to spend in the word of God. Now, now, if we go back to um, Acts chapter 27, it says the reason why they braced themselves, the reason why they reinforced the ship, was because of fear. They feared that the ship would be blown apart and torn apart. They feared that they would crash into a sandbank. But the things that they feared did not happen. Do you know that 99.9999999999% of the times we worry and we fear about things that will not happen to us? And you know what? It's that fear and it's that worry that destroys our soul. And that is why it is so important that in this season that we brace up with the word of God. Because the word of God, the Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse 37, it says that the word of God redirects our gaze. 
In other words, the Word of God has got the power to take you from looking at the problems of life and setting your eyes upon the solutions in life and that is on God Himself. Hallelujah. So the Word of God has the power to direct your gaze or redirect your gaze. The Word of God gives you peace according to Psalm 119 and verse 165. And the Word of God gives us wisdom. Man, I wish we had time to read all the scriptures. But I want to encourage you this morning to spend time in the Word of God and to brace yourselves. How else do we brace ourselves with the Word of God? We brace ourselves with the Word of God by speaking the Word of God over our lives. Speaking to ourselves. I, I, I was, when I was young, they used to say, when you speak to yourself, it's the first side of going mad. <laughs> but, uh, man, let's go mad for God in this season. Amen. In this season, let's speak to ourselves. Take the word of God and speak it to your heart. Speak to your own heart. In Psalm 103, David said, Bless the Lord, or praise the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me said, Bless His holy name. What was David doing? David was speaking to himself. David was encouraging himself with the word of God. The second way that we can brace ourselves with the word of God is, number one, yes, we speak to ourselves. And number two, we speak the word of God back to God. Because God is a God of promise. And we've got a Bible that is full of the promises of God. And it's in the season that when we spend time in the word of God, that we begin to pray the word. That we begin to release the promises of God back to God. And the Bible says every promise of God comes with an amen. Hallelujah. Every promise of God is yea and amen. So when we brace ourselves, we brace ourselves with the word. We feed ourselves with the word. We speak the word over us. And we've got to speak the word back to God. We've got to say, Lord, I'm... Ah, this is your promise. And Father, we, we're praying. I'm praying the promises of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's carry on because of time. Amen. But the second thing we need to do is to lighten up. The first one is to brace up. The second one is to lighten up. In verse 18 and verse 19, it says that they lightened the ship. They started throwing cargo and baggage overboard. And I like what verse 19 says. It says that they did it with their own hands. Can I say that again? They lightened the load with their own hands. In this season, in the storm, don't wait for God to lighten the load. God will show you what you need to let go of. And then with your own hands, start throwing those things overboard. Baggage of unforgiveness, throw it overboard. Baggage of complaining. Throw it overboard. Baggage of wrong thinking. Man, you got to say to some of those things and say, you know what? You've been in my heart and in my mind and in my life for too long. If I'm going to carry on with complaining and I'm going to carry on with wrong thinking and I'm going to carry on with fear, you're going to drag me down. And in the midst of the storm, I'm going to drown. I don't need you. Throw it overboard in Jesus name. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you again in the season. Spend time with God. Pray and ask God. Say, Lord, please show me what is the baggage that I am carrying that I need to throw overboard, Lord. What is the things in my heart and in my life that I don't need 
Because in this season, God, it's going to pull me down. In this season, God, I don't want to go down. I want to stay up in Jesus' name. So again, I want to encourage you in this season to brace up. Get the word of God on the inside of you. And then to lighten the load. Lighten up with your own hands. Spend time with God. And pray and say, God, what is it? What are the things that I'm carrying that I need to let go of? That I need to throw overboard? The third thing or the third thought that we learn in this passage of scripture is to courage up. Tell your neighbor, say, (coughs) courage up. Courage up. In verse 22, Paul tells the crew, he says, I urge you. He says, I beg you to take heart. And in verse 25, Paul again says, take heart. You see, during times of uncertainty, we cannot afford to lose heart. We cannot afford to become afraid. I know right now that many of us are feeling uncertain about the future. And especially when it comes to our financial situation and and our work situation. But I want to encourage you just like Paul encouraged the crew. Take heart in the season. Don't lose heart in the season. Don't become afraid in the season. And the reason why Paul was so confident was because the Bible says, and you can read it in verse 23 and 24 of Acts chapter 27. It says that, that at that one night that an angel of the Lord appeared to Paul. And I like this. The angel reminded Paul about his purpose. Man, that's powerful. In verse 23, this is what it says. It says, For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What more? God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Now Paul gets up. And in verse 25, the Bible says that he encourages the crew. And he says, therefore take heart. For I believe God. And I believe that he will do what was told me. Man, purpose gave Paul courage. The angel reminded Paul that God was not finished with him. And therefore the storm would not kill him. Man, I want to do what the angel did uh, with Paul. And I want to encourage you that God's got a purpose and God's got a plan and God's got a destiny for you. Romans 8 and verse 28 says, for I know that you, for I know that in all things God works for the good for those who love him, who has been called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Just like the angel, I want to tell you this morning, God is not finished with you. And if God is not finished with you, then the storm cannot kill you. You say this morning, Pastor Ash, I know that I have a purpose. I know that I have a destiny to fulfill. And I will tell you this morning that it will be well with you. Hallelujah. 
Come on, man, I feel like running around my house this morning. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit now this morning. I want to encourage you that God's got a purpose. God's got a plan for you. And if you say this morning, I know that I have not fulfilled my plan. I know that I have not fulfilled the destiny that God has for me. Then I want to encourage you and I want you to know that this storm cannot kill you until the plans of God is fulfilled in your life. Life. Hallelujah. So number one is brace up. Number two is lighten up. And number three, in the midst of the storm, we need to courage up. We need to take heart. We need to say, man, I'm not going to be afraid in this season. Hallelujah. God's got a purpose and God's got a plan for my life. And number four, and I'm going to be ending off with this this morning, is Cheer up. Hallelujah. Come on, cheer up. In verse 33 through to 35, it says that now they've been in the boat drifting in the ocean for about 14 days. And when when the situation now seemed even more hopeless, man, I love Paul. (laughs) The Bible says that Paul gets up again. And Paul again begins to encourage the children, uh, encourage the crew. Man, what I love about Paul is that in the midst of the storm, Paul didn't lose hope. And number two, he didn't lose his joy. Hallelujah. Man, don't lose your joy in this season. You got to cheer up. Amen. Joy is a spirit dynamic, just like faith. And what that means is just like faith. Joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is not dependent on what you're going through. Joy is something that God places on the inside of you, on the inside of a believer. According to the word of God in Galatians chapter 5, joy is one of the fruit of the spirit that abides on the inside of us. I love this quote. It says, the tides of life that sweep Happiness away cannot steal true joy from the soul of a believer. Then can I say that again? The tides of happiness, the, sorry, the tides of life that sweeps happiness away cannot steal true joy, joy from the souls of a believer. Why? Because true joy is something that is deeper. It is an assurance that God promises and places within every believer. In Acts chapter 27 and verse 35. Listen to what it says here. It says. And when he Paul had said these things. Listen to this. He took bread. Man. He gave thanks to God. And in the presence of all. He broke it. And he began to eat. Hallelujah. Man I love Paul. In the midst of an unexpected storm, in the midst of hopelessness, Paul does not lose his joy. Paul takes bread and the Bible says he breaks it. I believe that Paul had communion (laughs) in the middle of the storm. Paul, man, he took his eyes off the problem and he says, man, I'm going to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. During this season, it's so important that we remember the blood of the Lamb. 
That we remember that there's power in the blood. That we remember that the blood covers us. That we remember that when we are covered by the blood, no plague can come near us. No plague can come near our dwelling place. Man, when we, t- when we take the blood of Jesus and we apply it to the doorposts and the lintels of our homes, the angel of death has got to, has got to pass over. And the Bible says in the middle of the storm, Paul breaks bread. Paul remembers the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And I like this. And I like this. The Bible says that Paul gives thanks unto God. I want to encourage you. Every day, wake up and give God thanks. Every day, wake up and say, Father God, thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that I've got a home. Thank you that we've got food to eat. Thank you, Father, that I've got an expectant future in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, that I'm coming out of this thing, Father God, stronger. I'm coming out of this thing wealthier. I'm coming out of this thing, Father God, man. And and, and Lord, when I come out, Lord, I will have a job. When I come out, Father, I thank you we will have food. When I come out, Lord, I thank you, Father God, that your hand will and is always upon me. Man, in the middle of a storm we've got to cheer up hallelujah we've got to give thanks unto God the Bible says in everything in every season in every situation give thanks unto God for this is the will of God for your life in Christ Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I wanted to share this word on Wednesday. And when God gave me this word, man, it just lifted my spirit. Amen. And, but I want to encourage you one more time with these four thoughts. Brace up. Amen. Get the word of God on the inside of you. Lighten up. Throw off anything that is not of God. Courage up. Hallelujah. In the midst of the storm, man, get your courage back. Remember that you've got a purpose and God's not finished with you. And number four, cheer up. Hallelujah. Come on, in the midst of the storm, you've got to cheer up. In the midst of the storm, you've got to give thanks unto God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed and were encouraged by the word of the Lord this morning. Amen. Won't you just receive the blessing of God this morning? Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so Father we place your name upon your people this morning. And we thank you that you bless them in Jesus almighty name.